welcome to another episode of the House of Indie. My name is Joey Galvez, and yes, you are listening to a brand new episode. We've been away for a little while, but we have a special guest in the house. The one, the only, Alan Dunford. Alan, welcome to the show, man. What's going on? You said I was the only person who said yes to actually coming on the show. <laughs> I mean, yes, you are the only one that I have on the schedule right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> but listen, hey, I'm, it's I'm cool, so man. glad to be here. Yeah, man, it's cool. Uh, you're so you know we kind of talked about it a little bit, and um, it's cool that you're going to be relaunching uh, your podcast again. Yeah, yeah, and and thank you for saying yes because I did want you on the show, and I'm relaunching this thing, doing some little. I, what I'm doing here with this thing, I'm going to be doing uh, a little bit differently. I want it to be a little bit more, you know, laid back. Before it was like super interview, super like give me the goods, right? And now I just kind of want to just do have a have a laid back kind of conversation with creators and talk about, you know, the process and the things, how you guys do it. You know, there's not one way to make comic books and I want to know your way. But before we get into all that stuff, man, uh, for the people that don't know uh, who you are and where you come from and all that good stuff, uh, please let them know uh, how what what your uh, stance here in this comic book medium is, man. Um, yeah, as Joey said, my name's Alan Dunford. I am a writer and I have worked on uh Pocus Hocus series and the Grandma Chainsaw series. Uh yeah, we have a lot of other stuff in in, in the works, but yeah, those are those are the two for right now. Yeah, super cool. And and I met you through our good friend Dave, uh mm-hmm. Dave Lentz, who who is who's the letter on, on your on the, uh your books, right? Yes, and, yeah. Dave's our letter and designer uh, has been since day one. But you're not the only one on this. You got you got you and you got Will Radford, right? Mm-hmm. A good buddy of yours. Uh, he's also an actor, like, and he also does some really cool stuff. When I met you guys, he was doing a play. Uh, he mm-hmm. was doing Misery, right? And, yeah, uh, he was doing. He got the leading role. Well, I mean, there's only like three roles, in it. but yeah, <laughs> so he got the uh, the the role of getting his ankles broken. Yeah, that. Listen, <laughs> I, when that when I heard that that's what it was, I was like, I was like, oh my god, like misery, like that Stephen King movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. I was just like, oh man, that is the one cringiest movie that I can never. Wa- I can't. I just can't watch it, dude. I've never been able to get through that scene. Uh, oh, I get it. It's it's bad. Anyway, and then he had to do it every single night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. And uh, we got a chance to to go watch him, and it was a it was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, very cool. So, uh, tell me a little bit about uh, first of all, Pocus Hocus, because that's you know that's the big one. Uh, that one uh, finally got picked up by Source Point Press, right? You guys can finally say that. And yeah. uh, very cool. Tell us a little bit about Pocus Hocus, and give us the log line. And, um, you know, man, let me know, how, how, how did you guys come up with this thing? Uh, so Pocus Hocus is a, it's just about a magician who sells his soul to a demon to have actual magical powers. The story of someone selling their soul it is, has been told a million times in so many different ways. But we, we love that type of story, the Faustian tale, and we just wanted to tell it our, our way. Uh, in, in our own dark, fun, twisted, however you want to look at it way. Uh, yeah, you actually got a chance to read it, um, and I, 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 you had the reaction that we wanted people to have, and right? and not only me, my my wife picked it up, you know. So, oh, okay. so when when uh, when I read it, and then I I got the trade, and it's sitting sitting in the background, and and my wife comes in one day and she picks up the first issue of Pocus Hocus and reads through it. She blows through it, and then 
she's like, oh my gosh, this is good. Do you have all have the rest? And I said, uh, yeah, but I have the trade right there. So she just grabs it and like for the next 30, 45 minutes where she's like, I had to take care of the kids because she was like, no, I'm reading this by like, yep. and she loved it. And this is a woman who hates comic books. <laughs> then we're doing something right. So yeah, that's how I know that this was a freaking killer of a book, man, because uh, if, if, if my wife can sign off on it, uh, that's, you know, you hit it out of the park. Well, thank oh. you. Uh, so the idea for it um, came about, I, I think how a lot of ideas came about, too. Um, it was just during COVID, right? And I, I think that with you're trying to find just a mental escape from, from everything that's just going on around you. Um, I, I just called up Will and I had this idea for, for a comic and uh, it eventually morphed into Pocus Hocus because it was originally just going to be called The Magician. And it was just going to be about this magician. It's going to be kind of episodic, like Twilight Zone, Ice Cream Man type stuff. Uh, it's just about this evil magician who who brings his victims on stage, and the audience isn't aware of what's happening. You know, there's a more sinister uh, side to it. So we, you can kind of see some of that in this story how we transposed it. But yeah, so we decided on something linear, and we're definitely happy with how it turned out. Like, what was what's so significant about the Faustine tale that you wanted to tell this kind of a story in that in that era? Um, I, I love the aesthetic of the era anyway. Um, and whenever we were just first pitching it, we both were on the same page. Like, we we were writing it without even saying that this was a Victorian tale. Um, and, and I think it serves purpose for the story a little bit more too, because the audience is so unaware. Because obviously, back in the you know early early 1900s very late 1800s wherever this kind of takes place uh all the technology we have today obviously wasn't there so being able to debunk a uh a magician who's actually using demonic powers instead of sleight of hand you know w- would have been a lot easier <laughs> in 2022 uh, but but no i think setting it just back in that time it just really fits the mood and it fits the humor for what we were going for yeah, so why not come out with something just you know that you know is an easy sell but something that, you know, you knew you had to work out, work a little bit. Um, I don't know. Right. <laughs> uh, so whenever you, you do these projects, you, especially being a first time creator, I, I think it was it was never about um, how much can this thing grow? The, this project was and it still is a passion project. And it was if we have people read it. Great. If not, this has just been a fun hobby. Because the original run for Pocus was only really going to be like, we, we thought maybe four issues. I'm like, okay, and then this will be fine. And then as we were developing the story, we're like, okay, maybe six. Uh, but this thing has just grown into so much more as we keep writing and, and keep expanding the world. You know, we're already planning for eight and already have it storyboarded and everything. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy how fast everything happened and, and the way that it, it took off for us. Um, because every campaign for we have for Pocus has grown and grown. And uh, again, like I said, you know, we, we only sold like 70 copies um, for, the, for the first Kickstarter. We're like, oh, this is fantastic. At least more than two people that aren't family want to read this, right? Um, so and then once issue two hit, that's when it was like, oh my gosh, we, we got into the triple digits. We were literally 100 backers over what we did for the first one and it just kept growing from there and i i think that's why we chose the story uh you know kind of a long-winded way to say it but 
you know, whenever we were developing it, it, it really wasn't for anybody else. You know, it was for us, and we we hope that someone would just find some enjoyment out of it. You guys have knocked out four entire issues, a whole entire arc of this first story within a year. Uh, before the year even ended, you guys were done with this series. Yeah, so the the first script for Pocus 1, we started in October of 2020. So that's when that's when it was finished. Uh, Brian didn't start on it until February of 2021 because we waited because we knew we had to have Brian. Um, and it was just, uh, yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think about that we've only been doing this for about a year and a half. Yeah, wow. With no experience prior. I mean, we're still trying to fit. We're just... We're just guessing our way through and just trying to figure it out as we go. Well, honestly. I mean, you you have experience, right? You, uh, I guess now. You, uh, we, I mean, <laughs> well, before then, you guys you guys dabbled in in script writing. You guys you guys read a bunch of comic books. You know, um, Will is 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 a playwright right now, right? He's writing some yeah. plays and things of that nature. So, mm-hmm. you guys have had some kind of you know you're not jumping in this cold where you got you had a little bit of a idea what a script would look like. So you got a little bit of experience though, right? Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, um, we've looked at other comic book scripts um, that people have sent us, and I guess the one thing that I will say is we were trying to uh, we we never tried to emulate anything. Um, we we wrote it the only way that we knew how. And if you actually read our scripts, um, it reads like a, a play or it's a script for a movie. You know, because we we really break it down like scene by scene and line by line. Um, and it, we think that it's uh, great. There's no one right way to really do a script. Right. Um, but we, we think it really works well for the stories we're trying to tell. And we think that if anyone were to grab it and read it, they would be able to put in their mind's eye like, oh, OK, cool. So I, I really have a good understanding of where this is going. So what's the key, man? What's the key to getting, you know, because that's the one thing that everybody wants to know. Right. What's the key to break it into comics? Um, Networking, I, I think uh, reaching because. We, we don't know a lot and <laughs> we, we still don't know a lot. Um, but just reaching out to those who do or those who have been in experience for a while, like uh, Mike Tiener over at Bad Bug, he was instrumental for us getting started. If it would have been for Mike uh, pointing us into the direction of Brian and Jason and Dave, I mean, we, Joey, we probably wouldn't be sitting here talking today. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. It's it really is a snowball effect. And the comic book, the indie scene anyway, is a. it seems like there's a million of us because there is. But it's in a way, it's also so small and tight knit too, where everyone also kind of knows each other. So or is at least, you know, vaguely heard of heard of somebody and stuff like that. Um, so I definitely reaching out to people and also just going on and, and hitting these indie podcasts because they, they love having guests on, especially people that are on here and just passionate about their project and just loving what they're doing. Yeah, I, I definitely have a testament to that, right? Yeah, this is what I do for a living, man. I sit here and talk to creators about this cool stuff. Um, I want to get into your creative process here because you are a brand new creator and and this is your first year doing it. I want to I want to first talk to you about uh, I have a question for you. I, I, when we come back from the break, I want to know, uh, you know, how you feel one year later, man, from from then till now. Uh, what's what are you feeling? All right. So when we come back for the break, we'll answer that. 
All right, and we're back from the break, and I still have Alan Dunford, creator of, co-creator of Pocus Hocus, Grandma Chainsaw, and all kinds of other cool stuff coming soon. But before we went to the break, uh, I asked Alan uh, how he's feeling a year after this thing has been done. He's got a handful of comics under his belt now, but he's only been doing this since 2020, 2021. How are you feeling, Alan? Um, It's pretty surreal. Right. Because like we talked about before the break, um, you know, we, we made this just for our, ourself and we didn't expect anything to happen. And then Pocus Hocus got picked up by Source Point Press. And then we weren't even done with issue one of Grandma Chainsaw. And then it got picked up as well by Source Point Press. Yeah. So it's like, you know, we're, we're two for two <laughs> with, <laughs> with, with our comic series. And, it's uh, it's pretty surreal because, yeah. I, I mean, obviously you approach everything humbly because without the backers and everyone's support and mm-hmm. people just genuinely liking what we're doing, we, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't still yeah. be able to to make these comic books, you know. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's wild, and I still it, still learning every day, and I I think just even going back even a year ago and thinking about where we were mentally with, with our process and how we approached everything. It's, I want to say it stayed about the same because what we did was we have stuck with the same team since Pocus Hocus, whenever we have done other stuff. So we, we've kind of had a community within ourselves of just support. Um, and Will and I, we aligned ourselves with, you know, you, Brian, Jason and Dave and you guys have been in the industry and working for it for a, a while and it's it's nice to be able to lean on you guys and be able to you you guys have become our support system so if we have a question about something or if we need to know something it's it's really cool how everyone tries to hype each other up and they all work for the betterment of the project so uh, I, I think that's also important too to uh, really lean on your creative team and trust yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, I, I have. Yeah, I think I have to second that because I was, you know, for those of you guys that don't know who are listening to this, I was actually able to be a, a part of their team and their their creative team and and uh, on the on the marketing side, and and it was really cool to kind of see exactly what Alan just spoke about it like happening right in front of you. And the other day I just said, you know what? Uh, you guys have basically, you guys have been an inspiration because how amazing and how close knit you are. Listen, there, this is, this doesn't happen all the time. It happens a lot, but it doesn't happen every single time with creators that you're, you're, this is, this is, uh, I'm not going to say this is like one of those overnight success kind of things, but something like what you guys have here, where you, you know, a year later, you have an amazing team, uh, you know, they, they still want to do stuff. They still are, are plugging away and, and killing it. And, you know, a lot of times we have some problems and, and things happen with, with creative teams and we don't get the same creative team. This is something, it's almost like you guys squeezed a, a special juice out of a special <laughs> grape or something, man, because yeah, <laughs> this is, it, it's cool, very cool because um, we're at the point now where uh, Brian used to send me concept pages and he'd be like, Hey, Alan, does this look good? Um, does anything I need to change? And I don't even get them anymore. I just get final inks <laughs> wow, because that's cool. I mean, you know, we, we all trust each other mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we've worked with each other for long enough now that we all know 
what we're kind of expecting, mm-hmm. right? And it's cool though too because um, we're also fortunate enough to where uh, it's you know sometimes you can get too comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we're all too comfortable in a good way to where we still want to keep doing our best for everyone because there's also that respect. You know, it's like um, there has not been a dip in quality. Uh, if, if anything, these guys are pushing themselves further and oh, further. Uh, yeah, to, they, they just keep getting better, man. Like, yeah, man. Like yeah. I saw some of the stuff that I because I, I've went back to look at some of Brian's old stuff and you can completely see a progression in the things that he's done. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, this guy was so good to begin with, or at least the stuff that he started posting on Instagram. And I'm just like, Holy crap. I could see this guy get better and better and better with each piece. And I've never been able to actually see that happen. Like I've just read comic books and I'm just like, I don't really pay attention. Like when I was reading them back in the day, I'll just read them and not pay attention to the art and be like, Oh, I don't see any progression in anybody's art. I just read the story. Uh, but now being involved and seeing how you guys work and the process that you guys go through from being behind the scenes, it, it's so cool to watch something like that happen yeah. right in front of your eyes. It, it's cool to, uh, you know, without getting too spoilery, um, Pocus Hocus five. Um, mm. I, you yeah. know, we, we have five pages for it done and I already think it looks like it's the best one. Oh dude, I've seen some of these pages and it's, it's, it's different from what we've already seen. <laughs> and it's in, and in it's, a good way, in yeah. a good way, in a good way. But it, the, like, there's no change in the art style whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But the story, I, uh, I just can't say anything else. All I like got to say yep. is it's freaking cool, and it's and it's coming soon. <laughs> yep, it is. Uh, but uh, Alan, let's talk a little bit about your process, man, because um, because this is your 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 the first year, a couple years in. Um, and, and before this, man, did you you knew a little bit about script writing, but how is your script writing? you know, change from the, from the very beginning till, till now that, you know, like today. Um, so whenever we sat down to write, uh, Will and I, we always write together just because we, we feel like it's just easier that way instead of one person writing something completely different from the other or, or just has a different feel. So we feel like writing, writing together has always just been, I don't know. It's just been part of the process, right? Uh, because we're, we always believe that if we're not having fun, then we're not doing it right. So if we're not cracking ourselves up, it, while we're writing the script or at least telling a funny joke that we think is in there or, or really pushing each other, you know, cause I'll throw ideas at Will that he doesn't like. And that's awesome. <laughs> I need someone to tell me that. Okay. And then the same goes for Will. Will throw something to me and if I'm like, ah, I don't really think that fits in the story, but let's see if we can make it work. Like, okay. uh, but I, I think the thing that we were too worried about before was we had a film mentality because certain things that translate from film won't translate to the pages of a comic book. So we're trying to stage it to where, well, what if the camera's on this person uh, while they're saying their dialogue, then on this person while they're saying their dialogue. So we would, we'd have, you know, in the initial script, we'd have too many panels of just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it really slowed the, the feel of the book down because in a movie you can get by with that because you can capture the emotion and everything. But in comic books, you're, you're limited to page numbers. You're, you're limited to, is this just going to look bad? Like imagine, you know, you just open it up and it's just too much back and forth. So uh, you're able to capture more emotion in a conflict if they're sharing the same panel, because then you can see them arguing. Right. And that's something that Dave was, was really helpful with because with issue one and two of Pocus, Dave was our, you know, he was our editor, just straight up editor. 
uh, and he was just telling us this does not work for a comic book. And we, some of our descriptions were cut down like by two or three sentences because he's like, no, the art will tell this. I promise, you know, stuff like that, because, you know, we're worried. Well, what if what if they don't know that this is happening? What if they don't understand? He's like, no, no, no. I promise you it's OK. Wow. It, it feels like like Dave talking you guys off the ledge a little bit there. <laughs> oh, 100 percent. Yeah. And you need that, you know, especially being new. Like we I didn't want someone to open our book and be more bored than they already are with it, mm. you know? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's very cool. So so uh, when you you said that you and uh, Will write together. So are you guys in the same room? Are you guys, you know, on the phone? Uh, you know, um, usually we're yeah, usually we're in the same room. Okay. Uh, Will will come over uh, and that way we could feel like, uh, of course, when the weather's bad, anything like that, or if someone's not really feeling well. Um, we'll, we'll call each other just to go over notes and stuff like that. But whenever we're actually into the script writing, uh, same room, he just comes over, we hang out, uh, and it's good to have that energy in the room. It's different than being on the phone. Like you can just feel it, right? You know, typically our books are about 28 pages. So we don't sit down and write all 28 pages at one time. We, before we even start on another issue, we storyboard it. We understand where we're going. We have our story beats for the issue. We know how it starts and how it ends. And we figure out how to get from point A to point B. Uh, so we'll write about seven pages at a time, eight pages maybe. Um, and we'll, we'll marry down on that for a week. And then whenever we get together uh, the next week, then we go over what works and what didn't work, tighten it up, and then we move forward. Uh, very cool. So I, I need to know, um, you know how you and Will got together. Because you guys know uh, each other for a little while, right? Yeah, Match.com was I, uh, instrumental I knew it. For, for us meeting. No. Uh, <laughs> Will and I actually met in high school. Uh, we, we met in junior year, and we have been uh, just like crazy close best friends ever since. When you tell a part of the story with the art, you have to trust your artist. How trustworthy do you feel Brian is, man? Because th- I, I saw some of this stuff, and it's freaking gorgeous. But but it, it kind of scares me to just not have anything come back when I say, hey, this is what I need. And there's like and he doesn't need any prompts. <laughs> yep. I mean, dude, like I said, uh, you know, I obviously we've trusted Brian since issue one. You know, whenever you, you book an artist, we feel like it can be scary. Yeah. But they they're taking a chance on your script. Mm hmm. So I feel like we owed it to him too to be like, and we're taking a chance on your art as much as you're taking a chance putting your name on our story. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why it's like just just go crazy, man, have fun. Like there's parts in the script that we write where it says panel one through question mark, Brian. Uh, this is a fight happening. You just go go nuts. Like wow, yeah, we because we we trust him. We we trust his creative process, and um, we did a lot of that with Grandma Chainsaw, mm. and that's. You know, obviously, Brian's work on Pocus Hocus is incredible, but where Brian has really shined was whatever we fully got to hone into that horror on Grandma mm-hmm. Chainsaw with yeah. some of the stuff that Hazel does in that. So you went from telling like a Faustian tale to mm-hmm. telling horror. Yep. Um, <laughs> so so what what do you what kind of writing comes more naturally? Do you feel between the two? It's weird, right? Because, um sometimes we feel like these scripts just write themselves because mm. of how much fun we're having. Okay. And we, Grandma Chainsaw was a little bit more of a, a change of pace for us because there were so many characters that we had together at one time 
in the beginning. And we wanted to make sure that we were able to develop these characters because the story starts off with four characters on a road trip and then they end up at grandma Hazel's doorstep. Right. Um, but with Pocus, we took time to develop, Hey, this is Pocus. Okay. This is the demon that's after him. This is his assistant, Emily. Yeah. We, this is his manic Butler, Ivan. We really got it. We really got a time to let it breathe, but we knew the kind of story we were trying to tell with grandma chainsaw. Um, and it, it, we didn't want it to, to do that because the story we felt for grandma chainsaw did not lend itself well to having, you know, this is Hayden. Okay. We're going to just do three pages with him. This is his twin sister, Gabby. Okay. We're going to do a couple more pages with her. Like we wanted this thing to be breakneck speed because we have a, we have a big story to tell. And that was, that was a challenge for us just to make sure we still got to still make sure that you cared about these characters. Uh, while they all interacted together instead of breaking them apart and giving them their own solo places. And I, and I do, I feel like, like grandma chainsaw was a lot faster read mm-hmm. than Pocus and, and, but, but yeah, no, but, and I know a little bit of behind the scenes, I know what's coming. So mm-hmm. it, it, it feels like I was like, okay, cool. I'm down for this, with this story. Right. And then when you guys reveal some of the stuff that happens in that first issue of grandma mm-hmm. chainsaw, I was like, wait a minute. I thought we were going to tell a lot more of this story, but there's something else here. Yep. So, and I love the different layers that you guys put and, and thought out here with grandma chainsaw. Mm-hmm. And once everybody gets this full story and you can, you, you listen to this podcast back, you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and you know, for, for those listening, um, you know, if you had a chance to back grandma chainsaw, but well, one, thank you. And, and two, uh, if you haven't read your PDF, because I know a lot of people wait for that physical to mm-hmm. come in, um, we we really had to undersell it because it is more than just your typical slasher comedy series uh, about an old lady with a chainsaw that just kills people that you know step on her lawn or whatever. <laughs> um, there, there's so much more than that, but we couldn't reveal anything because we wanted the surprises to stick. And we wanted people to crack it open and be like, oh, my gosh, I didn't see any of this coming. Mm-hmm. And and that to us means we 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 had a success on our hands. When you told me what's coming mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's not even that's not that wasn't even anything near what I thought mm-hmm. would be in this book. And yeah, man. So so when I, I just can't wait till 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 that is revealed, everybody's going to go nuts. I'm just super excited for this. Um, very cool. Um, man. All right. I, I need to know, uh, one thing you've been in the game for a minute now and you talked about, um, uh, working with other people. Uh, you talked to you, you worked with Mike Tanner. You're working with, um, then you did a, a Roseblood Manor uh, mm-hmm. story. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So, uh, Mike over at Bad Bug, he, um, asked us if we wanted to be part of Roseblood Manor's first, uh, horror anthology or Bad Bug's first horror anthology, Roseblood Manor. And of course we said yes. Um, because. So, so what is Roseblood Manor? Um, Roseblood Manor in short, like I said, it's an anthology, but it's about a manor, Roseblood, that can kind of exist anywhere in time. And it's in the vein of Tales from the Crypt, Twilight Zone. You know, you have your ghost host, Evelyn, um, and the story has an overarching narrative that really intertwines all of the stories together. So there's three short stories in it and then one frame narrative. So really, there's four stories all together yeah. to push everything forward. Mm-hmm. And we that. we are uh, 
I think we're the last story in it. Um, we are the wandering man. And that story is just about a, uh, an art connoisseur that discovers a horrifying process to, uh, one of the paintings that he purchases. <laughs> and I love that, that, uh, because I don't know how you guys were going to be able to write a, a, a synopsis or a log line for that story. Mm-hmm. And man, that was perfect. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cause man, cause you, cause anything that I can think of or come up with, it's going to give some spoilers away. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so yeah, eight definitely. pages, man, is tough. Eight, eight pages tough. is really tough to tell a story. It is tough, man. The shorter the pages get, the, the harder mm-hmm. to tell it is to tell yeah we could have put this thing in a full like you know 20 20 plus page issue by itself oh yeah and and i'm waiting for it <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting for it um so what else you guys got in the on in the pipeline anything else yeah so um we're going to be working on a script for uh horse and hell so we're actually going to be expanding on that story oh so cool. um yeah, we have tell, we got some tell, other stuff coming up. Tell everybody what, what Horus in Hell is. Oh, yeah. So uh, whenever we were working on the series, uh, Pocus has a rabbit, as all magicians do, right? Um, ours is called Horus, and he's this pink demonic bunny. Um, everyone wanted to know more about Horus, and it was kind of frustrating because Horus was the character that we spent the least amount of time on because <laughs> it was like, yeah, let's just make this cute little, little rabbit thing. It's just fun. Right. And everyone loved that character. And it's like, this is the character that we wrote the least for, but it just exploded more than everything else that we did. <laughs> um, so people were asking, you know, what's the origin for Horus? And we wrote an eight page Ashcan um, about his origin, about how Pocus and Horus met. And um, we are just having too much fun with it. And we want to go ahead and make a two issue mini on it. Oh, that's so cool. Two issue mini. Okay. Who's doing interiors? Is it going to be Kit Wallace? Yeah. We, we're going to follow back up with Kit. Oh, so cool. So I'm very Kit excited. Is, about Kit, that. Is, Kit is very busy. Yeah. Um, so hopefully he can find some time in his schedule to get us in. Um, you know, this is going to be a, a, a no rush type thing, but uh, we're definitely going <laughs> to beg and plead to ask him yeah. to finish it. So, I mean, you throw money, enough money at somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, that's so cool. I love that you guys have that. And then I, I you guys, uh, if you, if you guys are listening to this right now, uh, you could possibly be in the middle of a campaign right now. Right. If, if- yeah. Um, we decided to make a campaign for uh, for those who um, have nothing else better to do with their money. Um, we called it the Pocus Hocus Solus Edition. <laughs> um, no, uh, this the Solus Edition is really just a uh, it's a love letter to the fans and just to uh, how much that we have achieved in this short amount of time. So the trade paperback is going to be on there and that's issues one through four, all fully colored, everything. But what the Solus edition is, it's hardback and the whole thing's in black and white and fully lettered. And, um, we have concept cover art that we never even used. We have character designs that we, you know, haven't really shown anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have, um, we have some other drawings in there that Brian has done early character, creations that he's made that it's influenced other characters that we have so mm-hmm. it's really just uh, again it's a it's a love letter to the fans just to say thank you guys so much for for doing this and for just how far we've come these guys are awesome i think uh this book is going to be a testament to to the to the artwork to the ability and the capabilities of what these guys can do and it's they're they're freaking fantastic artists and creators yeah, we um you know we made the uh the goal for this relatively low 
um, just because we, it was one of those things where it's also launching during the no, no time of Kickstarter, <laughs> right? It's, it's launching yeah. during the uh, wonderful holiday seasons. We're only running it for three weeks. Uh, the reason why we are running it for three weeks is just because uh, we're launching Pocus five at the end of January. So we got to get mm-hmm. this thing printed. It's already ready to go. Mm-hmm. We just have to get it printed. Uh, so we, we got to get it printed, get it shipped, and then we're ready to launch Pocus five. But yeah, like I said, this was just kind of, uh, we, we just hope people like it, you yeah. know? Uh, yeah. we're we're huge fans of it. I think I think we were like, let's shake up the algorithm right now and yeah. like let's, <laughs> let's see what let's, let's see what we could do. Let's, let's see how bad we could we could, let's see we could how be disappointed. <laughs> let's see. Let's uh, as if as if the holidays weren't more as stressful already, right? Let's throw right. on a Kickstarter too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But yeah. really, this from where this campaign has just been, you know, kind of fun because Joe, you put it together. It's it was it was probably the easiest campaign we've ever put together Oh yeah, because man. we're, we're going in with expectations of just having fun. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's what it was. And, and then here we go, right? Like this is part of the process. Like this is what the whole show is about asking you how you guys came together and how you guys have been working so fluid together. Like now that, you know, I've done, what is it? We've done two, three campaigns now together. Right? Three already. Yeah. yeah. So this is the third campaign. So we've done three campaigns together now. Yeah. Uh, Kickstarter campaigns and and I've built the the campaigns out for you guys and we've consulted and talked into it all. So now we kind of got an idea of how we work together mm-hmm. and you just shot some stuff out at me and I said, cool. And and you did the same thing that you did with Brian and Jason and the rest of them. You mm-hmm. said, I I know you're capable of this. This was what this is what I want. And you trusted me to get it done in the way that I could creatively. And yeah. And it worked, man. And we got it done with, and and I got to say, this is probably the third, this is the third one we've done with the less edits that we've had, yeah. that I've had to do. <laughs> yeah. The and least it's it's funny too, because the, the edits are just what you would think, like typo here and there, uh, maybe just try moving this picture around. Uh, yeah. And then say, like, oh, okay, cool. Looks good. Done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's not like that. Let me tell you. Yeah. When, when Alan's just like, just move it from here to there. And I'm just like, do you know what that's going to take? You know how many, <laughs> do you know how many layers I have on that thing? <laughs> <laughs> but oh, hey, man. it looks good. <laughs> no, you guys are gonna be freaking excited about this because we worked hard putting it together for you guys. The team has worked hard on all all this artwork. Um, it's it's fantastic. Again, uh, and then listen, I gotta tell you, even though we are telling you guys that this thing is fully lettered and all that stuff, like Dave still had to go back and re-letter this whole book. Like yeah, so, he so he went back <laughs> and redid this whole entire thing all over again as if it was a brand new thing. So this. Me, uh, me and Alan and Will and and Jason, we didn't have to do nothing. <laughs> it was all yeah, it really. Was, yeah, it was all Brian, Brian and Dave, man. Yeah, <laughs> we just sat back. We're just going to reap the benefit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. there you go. Oh, man. All right. Well, Alan, it's been a whole lot of fun talking to you, man. Uh, please, please let everybody know where they can find you. I don't know if, uh, but if they're going to be listening to this and Twitter's still going to be out there, but please, you yeah, can let them know. If you're uh, <laughs> at Chaps of Fury on there. Um, but really the, after talking to a bunch of creators, um, the best way, honestly, that they have found to stay in touch and not get buried in the algorithms has just been Substack. Substack. Uh, Keeping an email list is, Mm -hmm. has been a godsend. And not not only Substack, Kickstarter. That's the one thing that creators, if you're on Kickstarter and you are, you wanting people to back you. You know, tell them, tell them your social media, right? Give all that good stuff. Substack too, because that's how they're going to know all about all the news. 
but make sure that they know if you're on Kickstarter. If they're on Kickstarter, they should be following you too. Yes, because that's are, how they're uh, going to know. Yeah, we're under Kickstarter under uh, Alan and Will. And our Substack is thetophatstudios.substack.com. And again, that's the top hat studios. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. And, uh, and definitely I'll put all that stuff in the show notes for you guys. Uh, so you guys can go ahead and open that up and click right there and check it all out. Um, I'll send you guys all the links and all that good stuff for the Solus edition. Uh, again, Alan, please let everybody know when that's going to be dropping. Yeah. We're going to be launching that on Tuesday. Tuesday. What date? Uh, God, what is Tuesday? I don't even know anymore. It is the 22nd. And I think we're looking to launch it at, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern. 10 a.m. Eastern. So if I edit this and this is out before that, you guys will be able to jump on. If you're listening to it and it's live, make sure you guys go there and check it out. Uh, you guys can go to geekcollective.net slash soulless edition. That is geekcollective.net slash S-O-U-L-L-E-S-S-E-D-I-T-I-O-N. And you guys will be able to be redirected straight to the Kickstarter page. Um, and then definitely, and then if you guys just go down to the show notes, it'll be there. Alan, it's been a pleasure talking to you, man. Uh, please, please come back and hang out with me. I know oh, this is probably a dumpster dude. fire, man. Yeah. This is probably a dumpster fire because I've been a little rusty, but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it has been, it's been perfect. Uh, as always, Joey, you're crazy polished, man. <laughs> I appreciate it, dude. Yeah. Uh, again, guys, thank you for listening to us right here on the House of Indy. You guys can find us on Twitter, possibly, if it's still around. Uh, just type in House of Indy Pod. Uh, definitely head on over to geekcollective.net. We're there. Uh, we also have a website, houseofindypod.com, and we'll definitely have all of our shows dropping right there. I'll even maybe even throw a link over to the Substack and the show, everything we talked about in the show. It, we'll, we'll, we'll link it all there for you guys. Uh, so just make sure you guys head on over to houseofindypod.com, and you'll find this episode there. Thank you guys for listening. You guys are listening right here on the Geek Collective. We have a new, we have an announcement coming down. And did you know about this? I know, you know, we have an announcement coming. I'm not going to give it here, but you guys are going to want to listen and uh, keep an eye out. Oh, I know what the announcement is. Yeah, we've got something coming in 2023 from Geek Collective. So isn't it the. Oh, sorry. He uh, we had to mute his uh, mic there. Um, No spoilers. (laughs) All right, I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys for hanging out with me and Alan right here on the House of Indy. We'll see you guys next time. All right. See you guys.